Good morning, coffee moaners. Who fancies a good old moan today and a bit of a giggle? That's what we promise you. Moaning and giggling. And Mark has discovered the way to put your... We did it on Saturday, didn't we, guys? Your um, your messages up on the screen, which is great. Yeah, why don't we pop up Julie? Uh, my niece has started back at school today. I bet they'll enjoy telling everyone about their Paris, Disneyland Paris, Menorca holidays. Oh, that was it. Do you remember when you get back to school? Well, I didn't have that. Oh, my so. God, and you'd tell all your holidays, and I would always be so brown. And you'd have always, like yeah, you'd have always been somewhere so exciting. Bloody yeah. hell. I just came back saying, oh, yeah, I played cricket with my nan. <laughs> Which at the time was absolutely fantastic. Of course, don't get me wrong. I think kids don't like to go away as much as we think we do. they do. I don't think kids like going away at all. I think it's really, well, <laughs> apart from if you're going to Disneyland Paris, of course, but I think I yeah. think hanging out through the summer, getting bored, you is play. part of being a child. You want to play. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Reese. Um, did you find the root cause of the prognosis? It wasn't good. Well, the COVID test came through as negative, as we know. That doesn't necessarily tell us anything. Uh, but I will be doing another one today as well. But um, yeah, it felt asthma -y, felt incredibly so achy and headachy. But thank you so much for all your messages. Michelle very kindly popped up, a, popped up a thing. And just to clarify, me hitting my face into a muffin was actually one of the links in the No Name Sunday show. So I didn't record that yesterday in my parlor state. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So thank you. So it's nice to be back. I've been on tour. I know. Like a rock star. I know. <laughs> I can't tell you how lovely it was. Mark, so many subs came up. Oh, it's so nice. People going quite like a few, this. Dawny, actually, like, quite a few contacted me. It was really nice. Who, who was it? The blonde woman. Was that Liverpool? I can't remember because we did Birmingham, Cardiff and Liverpool. And you were going... I'm a sub. Oh. I'm a sub. So I pulled her forward and Ashley came and Dawny came. Oh. I said, can you make way, please, for my friends coming oh, through so here, sweet. Ashley? So, um, yeah. And then Ashley, it was so weird. That person that had the selfie with you, went, were you with her? Who's <laughs> <laughs> is who with who? There was this woman, and I thought Ashley, who's, those who don't know Ashley, is one of our regular subs, subscribers here. But, but she just she just latched onto him so she could get a photo, but they didn't know each other, and I thought they'd come together. Oh, I see. Oh, well, in the photo, I thought you meant a photo of her with him. Yeah, she was stood next well, to him, him like this, star. having the photo with me, with the yeah, selfie, you with were his in phone. It. Oh, I thought but she... with his phone. Oh, I see. Sorry. So have you still got the photo of her, Ashley? It was funny. But it was so lovely. And do shout. And I'm, I'm, I'm in Manchester next Friday, so give me a shout this out. Friday. Say, this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Say sub, sub, and I will try as hard as I can. I've just realised I absolutely dread to think what on earth you talk about if you talk about anything to do with us. Because, of course, it's not recorded. Oh, no, but you're still mindful, you know. There, oh, there'd be a journalist. There'll be a journalist in all of it. I wouldn't say... So don't say to anyone I've got three mental health conditions or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we sit here and talk about everything with you guys anyway, don't mm. we? It was much more... It's much more... The live show is much more sort of... Much looser. The conversations go on for longer. We're not doing any heavy topics. It's a huge amount of fun. Oh, good. It was, it was it looked brilliant. Great. And it looked thank great. you for everyone that came. And Dawny and all those lovely subs and followers who were co contacting saying, oh my God, it was so good. It was so lovely to hear how much fun you'd had. So, so you know, it was really nice. Dawny, for anyone thinking of going, let's put you up there. Do it. But I'm, Do a, it. But I'm only doing one more. And that's yeah. Manchester. Carly, you know, just has a joke for us. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> it's quite good, isn't it? 
Well done, you. Morning, Tim Reed. Hope you're well. Uh, morning, Faith. Let's pop you up there. Uh, morning, Mark, Nadia, Dina, Nandy, Di, Betty, Teddy, Toffee, Chichi, and everyone. Adrian has posted online new cast of Married at First Sight. Yay! Oh, Brilliant. my God. More madness to come. Fantastic. And hello to all you people listening on podcast. We are here on the Sawala Adley's YouTube channel. If you ever want to Most join days. us on video and we can put your um, your messages out. And we've got some pictures and things to look at today. Well, we've got, some, we've got some video. We've got some, we've got some kind of assets, I like to think. We've got stuff that we can play in from the gallery. Um, the first thing is, obviously, anyone who's not from this country, we're in a curious situation where about a thousand of our schools are about to fall down. They're not, but they're crumbling. Schools are made of aero bars, or it's literally called aero bar concrete. Uh, that's one of the phrases they use for it. This, this is the story that increasing numbers of schools have been discovered to have this, uh, have been made of this concrete that had a sort of short lifespan, quite literally a shelf life. <laughs> Not even that, of about 30 to 50 years, I think. But anyway, so there's a huge crisis developing. And of course, the big, you know, there, there's a bit of a shit stick being passed around here, isn't there? Everyone's kind of going, it's not me, it was me, it was me. Who was, who was it? Who was it? Who knew what? When? Why? This has been known about from the moment they used it because they knew how long it would last, but it's become a real potential problem. Uh, since the 90s, since uh, the early noughties. Has um, anyone here's child's school been shot? Has anyone's shut? school been shot? Yeah, no, absolutely. Just, yeah. And how did they tell you? What did they say? And have they well, said what anything? What does the email say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Due to the possibility that your bloody school could fall down. And, and so, but the story has kind of morphed if we haven't got our own sort of personal skin in the game with the kind of concrete aero bar story, which is kind of the school story is a bit of them. Uh, the education secretary um, was caught, Julian Keegan, was caught uh, swearing, um, saying, you know, uh, she questioned why no one was saying, why is no one saying you've done a fucking good job, was her exact quote. She'll um, probably become an absolute bloody hero. But she's she'll, probably quite... get, she'll probably get the Tories back in. I have to say, I've got a little bit of a... I had a little bit of respect for her when she actually quite honestly said, though, of course, it was totally demoralising to, when she said it for everyone who got their A-level results, when she said, give it 10 years, no one will give a fuck what, what, what you've got in your A-levels and GCSEs. Because the thing is... Which is what we totally believe. It's true. But, <laughs> but the timing of that timing was absolutely was... appalling. Absolutely. When all those kids had yeah. just done everything that they were told, because that's what governments do, mm. they tell us how to educate our children and you know and this ridiculous system that we have where people kids are tested and tested and tested and just, just after they've done all that graph to say well it's all pointless anyway. no exactly the I timing is awful i think it. it's a more i think how it should have been presented is a bit more of a philosophical chat in about yeah. six months time so now it feels this important exactly. and it is yeah. because you know da, 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 but honestly don't over worry because in 10 years yeah exactly but you know, when you think of Trump and you think, I've just been listening to a podcast series about the, about the ins, uh, uh, what's it called? insurrection. And, um, you know, it just went into the detail of how Trump got to where he did. And, you know, this kind of, this kind of gaffe played such a huge part because people felt that they, it was, there was a relatability there that, oh my God, this guy's just like us. Yeah. And this will do her good. I'm telling you now. 
Well, the problem with it is, is, that, is that it's absolutely everyone's responsibility in government, isn't it? I mean, you, you know, at the end of the day, when you're in government and you take on a portfolio... Sorry, I meant the swearing. When I you take on a portfolio, it's your responsibility. Yeah, no, the swearing. But I mean, the swearing is very specific in terms of what it's related to. Yeah. She's talking about why is no one saying well done to us? Well, I can't see anything that we can say well done to them about in terms of education at all. Yes, give us the list. Give us the list of give what us, we should... Yeah. And then we'll write you a report card. Well, instead, what we'll do is we'll send Ofsted round and they can give you an yeah. assessment. And yeah, and then they can your... say that you're totally fucking useless or whatever it was. Yeah. What was it? Failed. What Failed. was the whole well, the thing? The tragedy of the teacher who, who killed yeah. herself. Yeah, Absolutely. head teacher. Yeah. Welcome, Linda Marshall, as a new member. Welcome. Welcome, um, Linda. We will sing you we'll, a welcome we song jot, at the jot end. The name down. Linda great. Marshall. Linda Marshall. Um, so yeah, yeah. But I think what Nancy says is a really important thing. If you can just park to one side for a minute, the fact that she's responsible, she's under her stewardship potentially 5% of all schools could collapse. Okay, let's just put that to the side. She can't individually or personally be held responsible for this, can she? I mean, or can she? And in swearing like this, I think you're right. There are certain situations where it makes me think, oh, they're, they're kind of like a normal human. Yeah. And, and I have to say, when I saw this, I thought Because this, people are desperate for about? some kind of connection mm. with politicians. Mm because they feel so removed from our lives and our needs and our voice, we feel completely unheard. It's very easy to get whipped up in all oh, this is, mm. you know, this, this, this person, you know, w w this person understands us, is a bit like us, because well, and that I have would to be say, a big mistake. I mean, you have to drill into a lot more. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nadia's always saying I swear far too much. I, I like a good swear. I think Listen, a good swear is fine. fucking joking? I love swearing. Yeah, but somebody always tell me to stop. Because you, you go a bit too far. You just swore then. No, I, I didn't. Know I did it. Uh, okay. Um, well, okay, I thought it might, might be a fun moment to look at... Morning, some, Jill Taylor, quite quiet. Yeah, hi, Jill Taylor. Nice to um, see you. A hot mic. Let's explain what a hot mic is. A hot mic is when a microphone is live and it can still be heard. And um, in show business, we say you're never alone with a microphone because we've all been mm. caught out. I've heard all thinking. sorts of activities in a in a in a in a studio toilet with a with a couple oh. of presenters. But also, I can't believe how many presenters that have been around for years will still just go like that mm. and talk. They can hear everything when you do that, can't they? Are you... What would you have to do to a microphone there? Unplug it, it from to... the pack. And anything else they can do. Only hear? if you unplug it from the pack. Or mute God. it. I mean, if you mute it, I mean, I always remember Ross, one of my sound recorders, would always, he was always incredibly diligent. And he would always be, as soon as he saw conversation moving towards anything, not untoward, but kind of, um, he, would, he, would, he would shout, which is the way to do it on set. Mike's dead. Yes. And people, the first time we did that, we knew Mike. <laughs> I mean, Mike's dead. What is that one from Reese? Uh, about oh, Obama. Obama. What's that one? I don't, I don't uh, think I Yeah, like either. when Obama got caught calling Kanye a jackass, 2009 post Taylor Swift, which led him and Obama to have a contentious relationship oh, there on. God, I don't remember wow. that. Yeah, any that you can think of, guys, that mm. you, that you, um, I love it when, when uh, newsreaders get caught out, when they, when they, they no, there's been some great ones from like Australia. Especially with stuff, James Hunt. It? Do you remember how James Hunt would happen a lot? Yeah. That presenter, what's her name? She, she, she gaffs quite a bit, Victoria Derbyshire. Yeah. Yeah. I think I sometimes wonder if that's a... <laughs> She kind of knows where she's going. <laughs> well, do you want to, shall we hear five, some news channel has pulled together five hot mic moments. Of, of course, 
Um, Gordon Brown's infamous one is in there. Now, the thing about these moments is, again, like you say, for me, it makes me think, oh, they're ordinary people. <laughs> they're ordinary people. And they're not always necessarily wrong. So let's let's see if we can hear it. I don't, I don't know what the audio on this is like. It wasn't great. Get serious. Get Stop doing this. I agree with what you said. I mean, Teresa's a bloody difficult woman, but you and I work for Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Take care. What did she say? Oh, everything. She's just a sort of bigoted woman. Said so she used to be a lady. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm very glad you heard of it anyway. <laughs> I can't bear that. What they need to do is get serious. Who's that about? That was about um, oh, the Queen. The Queen. She yes. Down the line. It's funny, isn't it? Because when you think back to these, how enormous they were, and of course, everybody forgets. Everybody yeah. forgets. Couldn't really make out what George. What was George W. Bush talking about at the beginning there? Um, I, I couldn't, couldn't really. I mean, the thing is, you know, the terrible thing is, is that news can be so fucking dull. That when you've got someone like George W. Bush, I've got, I've got a, a figure in there when you press the button, he says ridiculous shit that he actually said. You sort of get nostalgic for it. I sort of think, yeah. why don't we have Theresa May dancing badly? Yeah. Why don't we have these idiots making tits? So, I, you know, for me, I think more, poli I actually think politicians should swear more. It's, it's just because we want to believe that they're humans. <laughs> yeah, look, Jamie. And that they're yeah, fallible. Makes them a bit more human, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So anyway, so that's the kind of offshoot, all the fronts of the papers. Should she be, okay, here's the question. Should she be fired for swearing? Should she be fired for swearing? It was so funny. Swearing? On, it was swearing. so funny on um, the tour because Kay was anchoring it, I have to say, absolutely brilliantly on the tour. And because everybody's so used to seeing Kay, you know, just source. Yes. To hear her swear. Oh, right. Was, nice. Uh, the audience just oh, of course, howled yeah, yeah, with no Well, we were, everybody's swearing. Yeah, it's blue mic. Yeah, it was Not funny because on one mic. of the shows, there were some older people down the front. You could see them very, very sort of. Oh, <laughs> uh, thought, oh shit. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> well, look, we've got, to, we've got to allow for these comments, though. DF Brown, I don't understand why people swear so, swear, though. It's funny, isn't it? It's a really good point. Mm. I mean, we, are, we, we come from an industry where it's so normal. It is just so normal. Other industries... It would be such a shock, wouldn't it? It's not just industries, but it's also families. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I grew well, up in a family. Yeah. I mean, my grandparents never swore. I, but, I wasn't allowed. We weren't allowed to swear. Oh, my mum swears like a bloody trooper now. That's, yeah. She used to do the old soap in the mouth business. If well, maybe they were not swearing because, oh, can you add Gaynor Rose to it? Like, yeah. But we maybe they weren't swearing out of a, a good parenting respons responsibility. Maybe they were. Anyway. Well, I do think it's right to, to, to try to, to start off not swearing for sure. I don't think, I think the person I love, Lisa, our friend Lisa, does she's the, she's best the greatest swearer ever. swearer ever. And whenever she says, oh no, I better not do, I better not swear, I heard myself on your blog and I swore, and we're like, no. It's really weird, isn't it? Some people, when they swear, it's so horrible, I hate it. And other people, it just makes me laugh. It just works. Well, I have to say, people always say to me they like my swearing. Right. I think maybe it's because it's never, it's not like angry swearing. It's like, yeah, the girls it's always say they love it. Yeah, the girls hate it when they, you tell me to stop swearing. They're like, oh, we, I love, we love him swearing. It's weird. I still never swear in front of my parents, and I'm 52, oh, says lovely. Debbie O'Terra. That's weird. 
uh, Jan, I swear when I'm angry, nice and simple. What um, I'm worried about is in, in, in 25 years on Loose Women, I've never sworn because on my first day at work, now. they told me, if you swear on daytime television, you never work again in daytime television. And that's changed now. Lots of people have accidentally sworn. But my God, to be with all my mates, my loose women mates, swearing on stage, we've got to be really careful. Yeah, yeah, you don't slip into We that. don't slip into I suppose there's no telly. change. It's just business as usual for Linda, though, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't I've, she swear a lot? Yeah, yeah, she does. But I'm on on Thursday, and I'm actually a bit nervous about it. It's like, what if I swear by accident on telly? Mm, be careful, be careful. I, I found it a bit more difficult since doing coffee moaning, actually, yeah, because yeah, we're yeah, so, yeah. Much yeah, we're so much more loose here than we are on yeah, exactly. these women. Okay, let's talk about phone addiction. Um, phone addiction will lead some people to divorce, and I think this is a good story. Uh, phone addiction will lead to soaring divorce rates, experts warn. We've heard of the phrase fubbing. We all know about fubbing. We've done fubbing. But um, yeah, look what Nadia's got. I bought this book. I bought two of them because I want us all as a family to read read it and then discuss. And I gave one to our eldest and she went, yeah, yeah. And I could see she thought, oh, well, I'm never going to do that. But she doesn't realise I'm going to be checking. Checking more. Checking. I'm going to be saying, what did you think of chapter oh, okay. four? Well, what do you think of chapter three? I would start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we are, every single person in this house is a phone addict, right? And what will happen is some person, one person will say something about the other person's phone use and the other person will say, well, what about your phone use? And we all do that. It's a classic that one, like addiction. in the pub. You always say, oh, yeah, but such and such drinks more than me. That is addiction. What do you think, guys? And Zoe I, Agnew, I need this book ASAP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's very readable. It's not a big, heavy yeah, intellectual really? book. How do you know that? Because I've read some <laughs> bits of it. It's not a big, heavy intellectual book. It, look, it's, it's into really short chapters. Do you know what and I found to... though? It, it, you can read it on your phone. <laughs> you can read it on your phone. It's, it's much quicker. You can just scroll through. It's really nice. You can go to the bits that really matter. So um, I think. What do I think about this? I think phone addiction will lead to divorce. Since time began, people have neglected their relationships in different ways. You get to a certain amount of time in a relationship. And you, I mean, what was it for years? People oh, he's down the pub again. People would have their way of escaping mm, the relationships or whatever. And I now as an older person and understanding actually that relationships, when they span over many years, need all sorts of... Hang on. It's my effing, effing AirPod upstairs. I can't find it. No, no, but if you're Bluetooth... No, 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 it's the Bluetooth on here. Just wait one second. Sorry, guys, you'll have lost us for a minute. Just one second. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, how do I turn this off? Oh, it's the most annoying part of these bloody AirPods is losing them. Can you hear us? Can you hear us okay? Is that all right? Okay, is that all right? Uh, just hang on, let's just check before we plow on. Um, sorry if you're listening on podcast. Uh, please stand by, James Campton. Someone just say if you can hear us. Can you hear us? Yep. Okay, good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Okay, cool. Yeah, since time began, people have found their way to escape. Do you remember when we were doing um, our How to Stay Married podcast a few months ago? And you said, you know, when you're in a, a relation, when you live on your own, mm. you can have space to be yes. miserable. fucked off, miserable. <laughs> da, da, but, but when you're in a relationship... You are actually, in a way, in a constant state of having to be something. I totally agree. If you are 
if you're a nice person, aren't you? Because you're constantly taking the other person into account. So since time began, people have had their ways of, and I think it's wrong to say escape a relationship, but to have their space outside of a relationship, whether that's somebody goes to the pub a lot, sport, whatever. I'm popping before, comments up as an idea. Before the phone really came in, there were so many people saying they were losing their partners to the computer. They would go come in, have dinner, go to their room, and they'd be on the computer all night. And... And I agree. I think the problem with it is because it is so accessible, none of us ever, do we, have our phone much further away than that. It is having another, like having another person in the relationship. It is. It is. So I think that um, if your relationship is a bit shaky anyway, and if there's somebody in a relationship feeling very neglected in all sorts of ways, whether it be, you know, intimacy, whether it be just general interest in the other, a phone being a phone, somebody going into their phone as well mm. is going to cause huge problems. I think there's a more complicated... But I think, it's, I think it, we have to be careful because it just seeps in, doesn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, like, I mean, look. The the thing is, like Nadia said, everyone who feels at certain points, like last night, is a good example. Everyone was wanting to watch Gogglebox. I didn't particularly fancy it, but I was at a bit of a loose end. I didn't feel too great, so I came in and I sat down and I was watching it. And then I turned around at one point, and I was the only one watching Gogglebox. Everyone no, was, was everyone was on their phone. No, no, I was no, doing were, the shop at the you same were all, time. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But the weird thing is, is that the phone is so sort of it has so many functions and purposes mm. that it allows exactly. you to multitask in many different ways so it isn't actually necessarily well, there's a whole about so hang on, let thing me on that yeah, in this book so you shopping on the phone in the room you're yeah. actually with people but you're not with people because you're on your phone but it means you weren't spending half an hour down the supermarket it's, there's this idea where we yeah. forget we actually spent time doing that other stuff too maybe listening to music maybe watching films in your case very much so you know listening or listen listen to music as a classic i mean i don't listen to music anymore um, as much as I'd like to, uh, unless I'm running. Um, you listen to podcasts a lot. And I think there is that adjustment that needs to be made in a living space where it's really, I just find it genuinely odd when I'm out and I see people walking towards me with, and you can't see they've got your headphones on and they're either talking or, so it's really odd when you're talking to someone in a room and they don't hear you and you don't know they're on their earphones. That's the only, that's the part of it. You know, we've learned to adjust to that. And it's like more often than not, Nadia is, is off. You know, she, she's listening to something else. But the other thing I think about phones that's really, I do think really does erode relationships. And this is interesting. Think about this. There's very little now in a partnership. And this is something that I've really felt where, you know, one or the other of you will have your interests or your passions or your thoughts about things. And you'll bring it to the relationship. We go, oh, well, there's this thing on at the moment. I thought we might go and see it. And what I've noticed more and more now is with everyone, not just us, but with kids, with other members of the family, is, oh, I've heard of that or I've seen that. You've got nothing mm. you can bring to someone that they haven't mm. already found out about. Mm. So you might not have known what was on at this art gallery or that art gallery, and I'd have come to you and it would have been a part. And this is in terms of relationships, I think this is important. You were like, oh, I really like the way my always sort of seems to know this, or I'd, I'd always really like the way in which Nadia knows this restaurant. But actually democratizes everyone, but it means that people who've got their own little thing they bring to a relationship, it's no longer special because everyone can just go to their phone and just search mm. it. And so, I don't know, well, no, no, but I, I think there, there is an aspect of that. I don't think to... that, I don't think that's the, 
I don't think that's the nub of what's going no, on. No, 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 that's not the nub of it. It's a tiny little thread of it. No, but I think I think we underestimate the extent to which people get well, a lot more kind of stimulation from their phone than they do their partners intellectually, exactly. huge, emotionally. Huge, yeah. That's what I mean. So if you're not interacting and you're not having conversations and you're not mm. doing nice things together and then mm. you've got a phone, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we have a very yeah. intense relationship as well. If anything, we need to go into our phone or do something else because we are so intense. We talk a lot. We have lots of conversations. Mm. We do this every day. We do podcasts where we look mm. directly at each mm. other and talk for a mm. you know, full 45 minutes about all sorts of things, our feelings and everything. Mm. But imagine if we weren't doing that and we still were on our phone as mm. much as we were. That would be a huge problem. Yeah. Um, you can read Kerry's there. My hobby's phone was nearly the breakup for us. It was like the third person in the relationship, uh, along with the fourth person who, oh, no, who he was, was having, having an affair, affair with. with. Oh, my God. Well, you know, one of the one of the things in this book, Stop Fubbing. Fubbing is short for phone snubbing. Having your phone on the table during a meal, that's fubbing. Checking your phone in the middle of a conversation, fubbing. Texting while you're at a party, fubbing. These types of behaviours have become so common that we often don't even notice that we're engaging in them, but we are. And that, I think, is one of the first things everybody could do. Is just In this book, it talks about the mindfulness, just noticing why you reach for your phone, hmm. what's happening. And one of one of the one of the one of the things that I really want us to do is that area there, we don't have the phones. So what that will mean is we None might of us watch are in that area. No, we might <laughs> we won't watch anything. No, I am no, no, but, but I think that's what will happen. No, but what it will probably mean is say for instance, <laughs> I've got to do the shop. I had to do a lot of food shopping, guys. Yeah. I, I tell you. Yeah. Um is that I will do the food shop here first. So I've got to just do the food shop. And then, like, you might go, oh, I'm just going out to the supermarket. Well, hang on a minute, but when I it... come back, shall we watch something? That would yeah, have been yeah, yeah, how yeah. we no, would I have agree, done it. No, I agree, but I can promise you now that that social fabric of actually all managing to get around the table will fall apart if I'm in there saying, wait until I've edited. No, but what about, what about if we said, <laughs> let's watch Gogglebox at nine? Yeah, well, yeah. Meet at yeah, nine yeah, and watch I Gogglebox. Yeah. I, think, I think the thing is, with all addiction, we always, all of us, find excuses for why we can't do it. But we always find and someone the, else that's worse than us. Well, no, I mean, I don't, because I think we're all just as bad as each other. But I think that we have to go where there has to be a will. You have to really want something to, to change. And then you have to do it incrementally. So if we just said, when we're sitting there, let's not have our phones, put them over here. Amber Grindley. Hi, Amber. Happy birthday again for the weekend. Yeah. I hope you're okay. Um, can I just say, we? this is really important, Amber, what you say. We miss so many moments yeah. with our heads and our phones. And I think there's some, this is a really lovely detail that I think you raise, Amber. Love to you and your lovely Richard. Um, it, Nadia said this once when she... When when you get out of the car... Say, here's a moment, for example. <laughs> Hang on. Most, most men have this idea that when they play sport, well, I used to anyway. I used to think I'd re whoever I was in a relationship, no one was ever interested in sport. And I was desperate for them to see me play sport because I wanted to impress them. Yeah. So it was that thing of I want them to see me in my prowess and all that kind of stuff. There are very few moments in life where you are doing something and you turn around and you catch your other half just looking at you. Just I always say this to Mark. I say, because sometimes like now that. what I do is I make myself put my phone down. So say Mark pops out to get something. I'll say, put the phone down. Because you know how you would you'd wait for somebody in the car and you'd watch them come back? Yeah, yeah. 
and you'd it, watch them come back. Yeah. I remember once somebody saying to me, oh my God, you look like an old Greek, an old Greek widow as you walked back. I was like. Well, that was nice. Who said that? I can't remember. One Jeez. of my boyfriends said it to oh, me once. Blimey. Nice. I was a bit down, but and I remember thinking, "Well, don't fucking look at me then." That was all right. Well, clearly end. you'd rather he was. You'd, you'd much but, rather. but but no, but you see, I I get totally what you mean, and but it is those moments that we do not see, and we and those, need those and we moments. We need those moments. Those moments which are utterly undefinable. You don't even a bit like that part of your body, just that you don't have a name. The little intersections where you see, where we you fidget, where you're... I mean, it happened to me the other day on the tube the other day, and I was I was sat there and you, you couldn't get any emails coming in, couldn't get any messages coming in. None of the socials were kind of needing anything done. And I literally sat there and I looked around. Now, the weird thing is the vast majority of people on the tube had either downloaded something or were on their phones, but to look around, and I thought, I've never... And also one of the other weird things about driving a lot is you never get to just see places because you're always driving through places. And there was one occasion where I wasn't on my phone and I did see you walking up to the car, sort of in the rear view or something like that. I thought, fucking hell, it just doesn't happen. Any-. And those are the bits that make you think about your partner, don't they? Yeah. Aren't they the those are, you look at your partner well, and go, oh, do I like that, him? Maybe I don't like him. When we talk about mindfulness, everybody thinks, oh, you've just got to sit and chew a raisin for an hour. Mindfulness oh, nice. is something that used to we used to do naturally as human beings. All of that has been taken away because of the phone. The moments when you just sit and wait for somebody, the moments you're a bit bored and you look out of the window, all mm. those are a break from you. And that's why it talks in this book about why so many of our memories are becoming so, so bad mm. because we don't have those moments where we let things sit in. There's an actual. And the other thing is for older people, for older people as well. I saw, I really thought for my mum, it wasn't that we were all being, there was a moment where everyone was just doing something. We'd had a meal and she doesn't have a smartphone. So she she was like, bless her, you know, she's like, for fuck's sake, guys, get off your, get off your phones. I've got, and I mean, you know, sometimes when remembering our older people. My mum drives me mad with her phone. Well, to be honest with you. And Dina. Dina, if you're here, you're the most critical of it. Your notifications go off all the time. I'm having a, and I I get, it gets broken. Dilling, ding, ding, it's so loud. I eventually say to Dina, is that your phone? Because she doesn't move at all. What's the weird thing? She doesn't hear the sound. But she doesn't move. It's like, it's like, why have you got the sound on so loud if you're not going to react to it? It's a bit like, I remember when KK was always quite critical. People always being on their phone and she would never come off her iPad. No, she knows. She knows she's bad on her phone. On her iPad. Gay with an iPad is something else. Ellie Denning, I went to visit my parents the other morning and both were sat around the breakfast table on their phones, told them both to put them down. Um, Okay, well, just wrapping up, let's just finally, Woody Allen has called cancel culture um, silly. uh, And he was uh, both greeted rapturously uh, by audiences, but also scuffles broke out uh, from, understandably, uh, people... This is about Woody Allen, the film director. Uh, 
And now, at the Venice Film Festival, it's curious, Venice have not showered themselves in glory here at all. They had Woody Allen, uh, Roman Polanski, who there's that long historic case where he had underage sex with someone and stat- it was statutory rape, which he still is still a live charge, I believe. Um, and Luke Besson. In America. Yeah, in America, America. Yeah, and Luke Besson, the French director, was also recently accused. Nothing has yet been proven. And I think one has to has to always pause at that point. Um, and yet, at the same time, one feels that there's enough in the real world evidence to suggest there's enough to be uncomfortable about. I think that's that's how I position myself. Lots of people with Woody Allen go, well, he hasn't been to... I'm sorry, I can't square up to even marrying your stepdaughter. You're, you're, I, I just can't. Uh, for me, sorry. that is... That, that that's is, enough. That's the proof. You that's brought, it. brought her up as a child and now you're married to her. That's it. So, um, you know, but anyway, so it's, it's a bit, you know, so Woody Allen has called council culture silly. And I put on our Insta story, maybe silly if it's cancelled youth potentially for something that's not inappropriate, but not silly for others. Well, we were talking about this morning, weren't we? And I was saying, you know, I was having this conversation a few weeks ago with somebody about, I think we spoke about it on here, actually. So like, Siobhan that was a crowd protesting at Woody Allen being at the Venice Film Festival, anti-rape culture protesters. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, and, and, and somebody, this person I was talking to said, if you think about it, we've always had cancel culture. It's called backlash. It was always the backlash. And it would always just dissipate. And I find now more and more I challenge our daughters when they come downstairs. They say, oh, we might be talking about some, oh, they're cancelled. Yeah, everybody cancelled them. And I go, well, what does that actually mean? Because they're still selling records. And I saw them on the front of a magazine the other day. I think we just got to take the power back with it. It's not anything. I mean, there are some people, of course, whose lives have been completely ruined by cancel culture, but also that was the case with Backlash Mm. years Mm. ago. It's Mm. bad publicity that is whipped up, somebody, you know, that is whipped up into hate. Sometimes a person has actually done something appalling and there should be backlash, and sometimes they hadn't. And we've always had it. It's just that I think people give so much more credence to a Twitter storm than actually we should. Because because often, you know, I think there's only something like 5% of the population on Twitter in this country, for mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Like often we'll say that. Uh, well, you there's know, only 8 in, million users of threads. In Teleworld. And we'll say, you know, let's not respond too much to what they're saying on Twitter. Because actually it's a mm-hmm. tiny proportion of people. And I think we've just got to start laughing at cancel culture. The, you know, a group of, I mean, obviously, when it's something that I really believe in, like, you know, like something, you know, like Roman Polanski being, mm. being, um, charged, being, Cancelled? no, no, um, celebrated in this oh, way. Sorry, sorry. It, I, I think that's absolutely appalling. And there should, people should be able to voice it. And that's, and that, would be called cancel culture now, but actually it's not. I think it, isn't it, it, it doesn't it's a protest. Doesn't it go to, I mean, what I think he's trying to kick up there, cancel culture is silly. Um, there's a kind of arrogance in it. I mean, isn't mm. it all about how proportionate any response is to any shocking behavior? So for example, I think very few of us, though not all of us, 
unfortunately, <laughs> would say that they would like to see someone like Andrew Tate cancel. You know, there are lots of people one can identify, but, it's not but a one real disagrees thing. with. It's not a real it's not thing. A real you thing. can't. You don't actually cancel people. Yeah. You actually don't. Panic. People don't actually. That's a good point. They don't get cancelled. They come back. I don't think yeah. they necessarily go away in the first place. It is. It's backlash. Mm. I like even if you think, and I don't know any of the big names on YouTube, but sometimes you know, before we were on YouTube, and you would hear the girl saying, "Oh, so and so's been cancelled. They did this terrible thing. They said this terrible thing," and then I might say, and "If you, oh, that person you were talking about, what happened? Oh, they did a really good apology video, and they're back." It was like, mm. "Oh, so they weren't cancelled then?" And I realised I've got, I've got sort of like seduced by this idea that cancel culture mm. is real. I don't think it is. No. no, no, no. realer than any no, other time when people would get... Just the ebb and flow of headlines. Exactly. The ebb and flow, exactly. the highs and lows, the comebacks, the comeback kids and all that kind of stuff. I mean, But it, what, what he's talking about is he doesn't want anyone to question him or not watch his precisely. movies, uh, you know, uh, off the back of his behaviour. That's exactly. what he's talking about. Exactly, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so there we go. That's we've yeah, cancelled cancel we've culture. Canceled, I, I think you're right. I think it maybe the heat is is coming out. I, I get frustrated when people say you can't say that you'll be cancelled, yeah. uh, because it's become a very easy way yeah. of other people passive aggressively shutting you up. And I I will fight and push against anyone who says, oh, maybe you shouldn't. It's like, well, hang on a minute, let's interrogate why we shouldn't say that because otherwise a mainstream narrative develops. I'm just going to use a small example of this. The weekend being cancelled for portraying misogyny, which he doesn't agree with, is lunacy. Not that he has been cancelled, he couldn't be cancelled. But, you know, the, the desire the way, in some quarters mm. to have that sort of... And I think it's really important with our children to challenge them when they say, oh, God, you'd be cancelled, or, mm. oh, my God, so-and-so is cancelled. Really drill into it, because you know what they do... That's fear. Mm. That's the fear they have. Mm. And what that does is that's going to stop decent, in-depth conversation and opinions happening because actually young people do believe you can be cancelled. Mm. You can't. I really don't think you can be cancelled. And like, even if you were to make a terrible... Say we said something <coughs> totally insulting and, and upsetting without intention. Yeah. Which you do to I, me on a daily basis. <laughs> and now I, I just roll with it. No, well, I think if you genuinely go, good God, do you know what? I had never thought of it like that. And you make a sincere apology. Mm. I think nine times out of ten, actually, the world is a bit more forgiving than our young people would have us think. I don't want to get all wanky. But I'm going to. Natasha Tillman-Ross, it's more we don't Hi, like Natasha. you for now culture than... Uh, yes. We don't like you for now culture. Exactly. I don't want to get wanky, but I think surely isn't one of the biggest things in life about making mistakes and learning from mistakes. And if, if you know, you get cancelled, if you're so afraid of making a mistake, I tell you what will end up happening is you'll make much bigger mistakes further down the way because you haven't when, had the opportunity to learn when not to make mistakes. Listen, you know. making mistakes is learning. That's how we learn. Making Making a mistake, failure... You know, when you think about how you bring up kids, you know, they've got to fail. Otherwise, how are they going to learn? Exactly. And, and and that never ends as human beings. Exactly, exactly. So we're now going to destroy the names of two new members in the family guest area. Loads of cards are going out today. And uh, we're going to say welcome to Linda Marshall. Look, we've got this great facility. StreamYard rocks because it allows us to pull you all up here. Look. And the thing is, um, for those of you that are new, this is supposed to be a shit song. Think Phoebe and Friends. Right, yeah, but worse. 
Okay, so Linda Marshall, let's welcome her. Linda Marshall, Linda Marshall. Linda Marshall. Welcome to the family guest area. And gain a rose. Gain a rose, gain a rose. Hello, gain a gain a rose. I was in the garden yesterday and I gained a gain a rose. Gain a rose, gain a rose. Welcome. Welcome. Everyone, one and all. Um, guys, have a Is lovely... Is for there? No, 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 those are just comments. Oh, okay. Um, everyone have a fantastic day. Uh, a green-fingered hell has landed. A home time has landed. There was a fabulous curly cooks over the weekend with the women using their kitchen like their dressing room. It was bizarre. Um, but yeah, uh, lots on the channel to go 